Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Liam Schneider and I am joined by Graham McCool again tonight. How is it going, Graham? It's going good. How Perfect. I am I am good. I'm fighting off a bit of a cold, so I got a little bit of a a little bit of a stressed out voice sound kind of going right now, but uh we'll power through here. All right. So uh tonight we do have the first uh, the first half of the matchups for week 13, uh, we will look into some buy and sell as well. But uh, just before we get into any of that, we'll touch on some news here. Uh, some pretty decent news uh, going into week 13. First, Daniel Jones suffered an X-strain, so he's he's probably going to be out this week, which means it's going to be Mike Glennon, which is really, really good for the Miami defense, in my opinion. Pretty good like spot start for a defense this week. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is in concussion protocol. Amari Cooper is expected to miss this week again. Um, the JD McKissick had what seemed to be pretty significant injury last night. Looked pretty scary with that neck. Um, that's something to monitor. Um, Daryl Henderson suffered a quad strain. Um, then we're looking at uh, OBJ suffered a hip pointer. Debo. Has a groin strain, and he's expected to miss one to two weeks, so that's big. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb were both full participants in practice, so that's good. They were dealing with knee and a concussion. Um, Dalvin Cook is going to be gone for a while. Like He already had a torn labrum in one shoulder, and then he dislocated the other one. So I don't know if he's going to make it back for anything fantasy relevant for this year. Uh, that's tough to say. Um, Darren Waller is week-to-week. Uh, Smith, um, DeAndre Swift, I mean, not Smith, DeAndre Swift had a shoulder injury. It's, they're saying it's hard to say that he will play week 13, but there is speculation that he could. So who knows? Um, I don't have much more. Oh, CMC, CMC is the big one. He's out for the rest of the year and that's not huge. Yeah, it's huge, but not surprising in my opinion. He's uh, being kind of tagged with that uh, that injury-prone label. So, tough to say. Um, okay, so I, I don't have any more news on that note. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, um, I think that covers most of it. Perfect. All right, well, let's get into uh, just the start of the week's matchups. So, looking at the first matchup for Week 13, we've got... The Thursday nighter, which is Dallas against New Orleans. Now, looking at the Dallas side of the ball, New Orleans is allowing the fifth most points to the quarterback, 32nd most points to the running back, seventh most points to the wide receiver, 23rd most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the fifth most yards receiving to wide receiver. So I think this is an interesting game. I think. There's a solid chance Taysom Hill's going to be the starting quarterback, which I dramatically. Think, yeah, I think they came out and said that he, they were they were giving him all the all the uh, number one reps. So. Yeah, so I think with him at, in at quarterback, it definitely dramatically changes the New Orleans offense, which has been extremely stagnant, especially without Kamara. Uh, although I hear he might be back this week. Um. If he is, Taysom Hill, Kamara up against um, definitely not the greatest 
matchup. Sorry, we're talking Dallas. Sorry, we're talking Dallas. Yeah. Yes. I got I got so sidetracked too because I was excited to talk about New Orleans as well. But I was uh, excited to talk about New Orleans. Uh, <laughs> I think on the been, Dallas. I think, I think it's because we we're so excited about Taysom Hill, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's been a long time coming. On the Dallas side, um, I think Dak Prescott is a decent start this week. Um, I think that a lot of people who drafted him have been a bit disappointed in his performance so far, but I think this is, this is one where he should put up numbers, uh, especially because New Orleans is so good against the run and they probably won't be that successful there, which leads me to Zeke and Pollard. In weeks past, their timeshare has been beneficial for both of them. Uh, still putting up decent numbers. I think this is not a great week. I know Zeke was a full participant and it's trending more towards the backside of his knee injury. I still think this is a bad week for him and Pollard. If you have him, you probably are starting him, but I would temper your expectations greatly. Uh, as far as Lamb goes, start him. Gallup, stardom. I'd even start Schultz, even though it's not a great matchup because he's been amazing of late. Yeah, and uh, another one that I was looking at from last week was Cedric Wilson actually had a half-decent week last week. Um, he was on the field for 73% of the snaps. If Cooper's out, I mean, CD's probably going to play, so it's probably going to cut into a lot of his time. But uh, he was on the field for 73% of snaps. 10 we're looking at 10 targets seven receptions for 104 yards like if you're desperate for a wide receiver i i still think he's relevant even if lamb's back well we even saw when uh it was lamb and cooper and gallup was out uh wilson did have some relevant games um i think as the wide receiver three in an offense that's just got such a big shadow cast by lamb zeke schultz uh, even Gallup, um, I think he's he's a fringe. He might pay off, but I wouldn't bet too heavily on it. I also think just because it, it's going to be hard to run the ball for Dallas this week, that they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of points for the wide receiver. So, yeah, which I mean is where New Orleans is allowing the most points to. So, right, I mean, other than quarterback, but all right. Well, let's uh, let's move to the uh, the New Orleans side of the ball that we were so excited to talk about before. Um, yeah. Dallas is allowing the 19th most points to the quarterback, the 26th most points to the running back, the 6th most points to the wide receiver, and the ninth most points to the tight end. Dallas is also allowing the 4th most yards receiving to wide receivers. So I think what those numbers tell us is people don't run that well against Dallas. Uh, quarterback or running back, which definitely isn't beneficial to Taysom Hill, but I still think that he's the kind of guy that's going to get rush yards. Uh, so I think he's still a, a reasonable sneaky flex this week. I don't think uh, you're going to want to start him over anyone who's in the top 10 by any measure. But uh, I think you could probably roll him out in a deeper league. Uh, Kamara, obviously you're starting if you, if you got him, you're starting him if he plays. Um, I don't know how much you want to trust 
too many people beyond that. I think Taysom Hill definitely can still make a wide receiver relevant in fantasy, but I think that you might want to wait this game, pick up one of New Orleans wide receivers. Uh, I think Smith is definitely not a bad one. Harris could go off Callaway, but uh, I I would definitely be reluctant to put one into my lineup this week until I see who he's throwing to. Yeah, I I would agree because I mean, even if you're even looking at towards last year, um, when he did when he was the starting quarterback for New Orleans when Breeze came out, um, it, it, his favorite target was Michael Thomas, and that's not like you can't get any reads from that because Thomas is out. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really definitely, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's one of those wait and see what happens kind of things. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. And I mean, there's not really much else to talk about. New Orleans is such a fantasy letdown this year, in my opinion, on the offensive side of the ball. So, um, okay, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Arizona against Chicago, Chicago, looking at Arizona first as Chicago's allowing the 17th most points to the quarterback, the 15th most points to the running back the fifth most points to the wide receiver, and the 25th most points to the tight end. Um, hopefully, and I say this hopefully, hopefully, you're, like, Arizona's going to get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back this week, because in my opinion, regardless of the fact that they they have been fighting injuries, they fought injuries, and then they had a bye week. So I feel like the, it's been three weeks total that they've been off. Um, I I have more confidence in Murray being back this week than I do in Hopkins, but I think if they're both back, you're starting both of them regardless. Um, James Conner is a half-decent start this week. Chicago's pretty decent against the run. Um, but, I mean, Conner's going to get the bulk of the carries because Edmonds is still out. Um, then we're looking at wide receiver, which is the place where you're gonna, you can find a lot of points for Arizona this week. Hopkins, if he's if he's in, you're starting him. If he's out... I think there's a big bump to Kirk, uh, and I think this also makes Rondell Moore uh, super relevant as well. I think in deep leagues you can be pretty comfortable starting Rondell Moore, and if if Hopkins if Hopkins is in, if Hopkins is out. I think you like you we're talking wide receiver two category in my opinion. For me, I think that Arizona is one of those teams that this week they've got so many different teams that they could field. Uh, Kyler could be in. DeAndre could be out. DeAndre could be in. Kyler could be out. They could both be in. I think that there's so much variability. The only person I wouldn't consider a kind of game time decision on Sunday morning would be Connor, who I think you're rolling out anyway. Uh, The rest of them, it's going to be all kind of dependent on uh, who's back and who's not. Yeah, especially with the with the teams that are on by this week and the fa- like, the running back fantasy relevance that's there, you're talking, you're talking Chuba because CMC's out. You're talking Hunt and Chubb. You're talking about Jones and Dylan, and you're talking about Foreman and Hilliard. Like the, the, I, I know that Foreman and Hilliard are the least appealing out of that, uh, out of that list. But at the same time, a lot of people might be relying on those, especially with the amount of injuries that are going around in fantasy football right now. Um, one thing I didn't mention, Zach Ertz, it's not a great matchup. I'm not super excited to start him this week, even if Kyler Murray's back. 
Agreed. All right, let's look at the Chicago side of the ball. Arizona is allowing the 30th most points to the quarterback, 30th most points to the running back, 22nd most points to the wide receiver, and 32nd most points to the tight end. Um, I, outside of Darnell Mooney, I'm not super, and Montgomery, I'm not super excited to start anybody. Um, I think you really have to temper your expectations with Montgomery this week. I feel like Mooney's going to see targets because Andy Dalton definitely looked his way. And even if it's Fields, Fields likes Mooney. So I think regardless of who's starting at quarterback for Chicago this week, Mooney is super relevant. But Montgomery's Montgomery is a bit of a I, I think he can he can kill your your week this week to me. You're you're not excited about starting Montgomery. If you have him, you either traded for him while he was injured, probably, or you held on to him through his injury. And either way, you're pretty invested in the guy at this point. You're probably rolling him out regardless, especially with all the injuries to running backs of late. Yeah. But uh, I don't think you're excited about this matchup. I think you're probably going in just hoping he gets a touchdown to make himself relevant on the week. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of updates on what's happening with Fields. Um, I know he does say out in most platforms. Um, I'm just trying to see. Yeah, there's not anything guaranteeing that he's going to be back this week, but I honestly don't think it makes a difference to any of the guys on Chicago, whether it's Dalton or Fields this week. I, I, think, um, I think Fields gives their offense a much more dynamic feel to it and increases the chances that they actually get touchdowns. Yeah. So I think it does give a big boot bump to a guy like Montgomery. You were combining boost and bump, weren't you? Yeah. Into one word. Yeah, definitely did. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I think it does give uh, a boost to Montgomery. Um, and I think it gives a little bit of a boost to Mooney, although he's not uh, a touchdown so much as a volume receiver. Um, I think Fields makes them a lot more likely to actually put up some points. Okay. All right. Well, and oh, and one thing I did want to say is uh, I think the Arizona defense is going to absolutely destroy this team, destroy Chicago this week. Especially with Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Philadelphia and New York Jets. Taking a look at Philadelphia, New York is allowing the 10th most points to the quarterback, most points to the running back, 11th most points to the wide receiver, 8th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the 3rd most rush yards to the running back and the 2nd most receiving yards to the running back. All right, so last week wasn't very good for Philadelphia. <laughs> um, the hurt ship kind of hurt. Uh but I think it's hard not to see him at least getting back on track in this one. Um, New York's been a lot better of late. They're not quite the cakewalk that they once were. So this one, you know, it could very easily end up being a New York Jets win and Hurts playing like crap. But I think it's more realistic to expect him to be back in a top 10 kind of form um, I think Miles Sanders is an interesting play in this one. Uh, the Jets are definitely bad against the run. And 
Sanders is, I'm assuming, going to be the number one guy this week. So he's probably going to get a decent amount of touches. And you got to assume those are going to translate to something. Uh, I definitely look Smith and Goddard's way as well. Um, Goddard, uh, again, temper expectations. People who think he's going to be a top three guy every week. It's just not going to happen with the way they run their offense right now. But I think he's very realistically a top 10 guy this week. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, it's very, very possible. It's just this offense just frustrates me to no extent. Like, Miles Sanders is super efficient, yet Boston Scott had six more carries than him last week. Why? You know, he's just getting back. Um, it's very possible that they I mean, he does have a questionable tag. Yeah, they're slowly working him back into the offense. Uh, it happens a lot with guys. I have to assume if this game is close, Miles Sanders gets more work. Um, last week, there was no reason to play Miles Sanders as much, especially in the second half. It was a terrible um, game. Yeah, but I have to believe, especially if the game's close, they'll probably go with the better back, which is Sanders. You would hope so. Um, okay, let's look at the Jets' side of the ball. Uh, Philadelphia is allowing the 15th most points to the quarterback, the 12th most points to the running back, the 30th most points to the wide receiver, and the most points to the, uh, the tight end. Philadelphia is also allowing the most receiving yards to the tight end. So... Uh... Normal logic would say started tight end. Uh, and when it comes to the Jets, I don't know that that's a logical conclusion, even against Philadelphia. Uh, in this one, I do think there's a possibility for more. Uh, yeah. I know he's, um, you know, going up against a very good defense. Uh, who knows who gets slay in this one? But because uh, Davis, I think, is still technically the wide receiver one. But I think Slay doesn't do as well against uh, um, some of those cross-the-field guys. And I think Moore could potentially have a really big game this week. Um, outside of that, I don't know. Do you really want to ever start Tevin Coleman anymore? No, I, I don't think there's I Johnson. Like I I I think after I've after I've considered putting more in, I'm pretty much done with the Jets. Well, I mean you saw who was the best running back in uh in New York last week was uh, Austin Walter for yeah. fantasy. That pretty much sums it up. Like you're yeah. just you're not excited about anything for the Jets in my opinion. All right, well, let's uh, let's move over to the next matchup, which is Indianapolis versus Houston. Uh, Indy, looking at the Indy side of the ball first, uh, Houston is allowing the 18th most points to the quarterback, the 6th most points to the running back, the 13th most points to the wide receiver, the 6th most points to the tight end, and Houston is also allowing the 2nd most rush yards to the running back. Um, I know that this doesn't look like a plus matchup for the quarterback, but I think because of how well everyone's been able to run the ball over the Houston Texans, I still think Carson Wentz is a good start this week. Um, 
Jonathan Taylor, obviously you're putting him in, a, in your lineup, but I think this is a week where you can also flex Naeem Hines. Um, Pittman, obviously you're putting in, but if you're looking for a second wide receiver on Indy, I think you should look elsewhere, in my opinion. Um, Hilton is one of those, he's a good, he's a good DFS play in, in Hilton. Cause he could get you, he could get you two receptions for like 120 yards. Um, but outside of that, I think if you're looking for reliable choices, Pittman's about the only guy at wide receiver for me. And I so badly want it to be Moali Cox, but I know it's Jack freaking Doyle. And if I, and honestly, I, and I hate saying it. I absolutely hate saying it. I think Jack Doyle's a great start this week. I, I think Doyle is absolutely as well. I think I, – I know you are not a fan of the idea, but he's been a, a great, reliable guy. He runs good routes. He's not an exciting player, but he runs good routes. He catches well. He's very reliable. Um, and he's – from what I understand, he's not an amazing blocker, so – I mean, he's uh, better than Moali Cox, but yeah, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's good enough at everything to get onto the field a lot more. And you know, a guy like Carson Wentz, he's going to want those reliable guys. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't care if you're you know have all this athletic ability and potential. If you're not performing, he's going to look at reliable. Yeah, yeah, it's just painful to see because I, I, I personally love Moali Cox. All right, let's look at the Houston side of the ball. Indy's allowing the sixth most points to the quarterback, the 23rd most points to the running back, the eighth most points to the wide receiver, the fifth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fifth most pass yards and the second most receiving yards to tight end. Beyond that, I'm not really excited to talk about anyone in Houston. I mean, Tyrod Taylor had a half-decent week last week. Um, but I think this is going to be, especially after Indy losing to Tampa Bay, I really think this is going to be a statement game for them. Um, and I think we're going to be back to the saying, it's Brandon Cooks and that's about anybody. That's about all I'm starting in Houston. Yeah, I think, um, well, right now this isn't a great matchup for their running backs and they kind of need that to be relevant. Um, Indy, from what I understand, they got uh, one or two corners back recently too. Yeah. Which... Rocky Sin came back. Um, I think Xavier Rhodes is expected to play this. I week. think Rhodes was, I think Rhodes was back last week. Yeah. But, I was uh, saying, I, I was saying he's expected to play this yeah. week because I'm pretty sure he left during the game on Sunday at one point. So, yeah, but uh, if they've got, like, I mean, that's the main issue they've had in their defense is they've just not had corners. They've been starting practice squad guys. If you put there's if you put guys like Rhodes in a corner, it dramatically changes their defense. And I don't care if they're six most points to quarterback. Uh, if they've got top flight corners all of a sudden back, it, like you saw it last week against Brady. Um, they got run all over somehow, but uh, Brady had some tough sledding, finding gaps and receivers to throw to, and that's Tom Brady. Yeah. If he struggled, I don't see any reason to believe that Tyrod Taylor is going to 
do better. Yeah, it, I I 100% agree with that. And I yeah, I think the Indies the Indies defense is a absolutely fantastic play this week in my opinion. So agreed. I think they're going to be they're going to be hunting for heads. Like it's going to be a bloodbath this week. I think. <laughs> um, no no bias there. Absolutely not. I don't know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> on to the next matchup which is the LA Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Looking at the Chargers first, Cincinnati's allowing the 26th most points to the quarterback, the 14th most points to the running back, the 25th most points to the wide receiver, the 16th most points to the tight end, and Cincinnati is also allowing the 4th most receiving yards to the running back. So the Chargers have been... uh, They've had some some really bright points of late. Uh, Eckler has been absolutely fantastic. And I think there's no reason to assume that he won't be in this one as well. Uh, but Keenan Allen has actually been quite reliable. I, I can't. I think he's a top ten wide receiver now from being outside the top twenty or thirty. Uh, in PPR, he is number nine. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's become quite a valuable wide receiver. So I think if you've even though Cincinnati isn't the best defense to play, I think if you've got Allen, I think I would roll with them. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to go Mike Williams. Uh, he seems to be one of those guys that some weeks is great, some weeks is not. Um, I don't think this is a week to really roll the dice and hope he comes up with a big game. Uh, so... Yeah, I'd start Herbert um, if you don't have a better option. Guys like Wentz and some others that you can get off of waiver wires, I'd probably go over him. But he's not a bad start. Eckler's fantastic, and i definitely roll Keenan Allen. I cannot agree more. (laughs) All right, let's look at the Cincy side of the ball. Um, LA is allowing the 27th most points to the quarterback the fourth most points to the running back, the 31st most points to the wide receiver, the second most points to the tight end, and LA is also allowing the most rush yards to the running back. It's mixing time. (laughs) I think think it has been mixing time a lot this year. Yeah, oh, he's had a fantastic season. Um, He was great last week. Um, There's no reason he won't be great this week. Uh, He's going to get tons of opportunity he's up against a bad defense against the run and yeah i think he is going to absolutely feast in this one uh i think another great start uh just to be a dink i put him as my tight end start for the week uh is uzama you (laughs) did it i did sorry sharing a little early but uh just wanted to rub that one in for liam Uh, because you're not gonna be you're not gonna be here tomorrow so you gotta get it in now right yeah uh, i don't want you just talking about it i want to be able to rub a little salt in on that one uh but i think that uh Chase, if you got him, you're starting him every week. I think at this point you can consider him to be matchup proof. Uh, Burrow, this isn't the best matchup for Burrow, but I think he's been reliable enough this season. I think Mixon's going to feast. 
which opens up some touchdown possibilities for him. And I think Chase is just too good to think that Burrow won't have a decent enough game to be relevant. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the problem with last week, it, looking at the, the the Cincy side of the ball, Chase didn't have a great game last week, but they were so far up on the Steelers and being able to run all over them. They didn't need Chase last week. Burrow only threw for like 190 yards or something like that. It's going to be a closer game. You're go They're going to need to rely on the passing game a lot more this week. So, Burrow still had fine enough numbers too for fantasy. Just look up. Uh, I think it was the big 16... touchdown to Higgins that really. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was an amazing week. You're not. Uh, you're not excited about his numbers, but they were still very fantasy relevant. Yeah, he didn't kill your um, team by any means. I was just saying in the yeah. sense that. Mixon was an absolute beast last week, and he was pretty much all they needed. So, all right, well, let's. Pittsburgh didn't show up. Yeah, Pittsburgh really didn't show up. Um, I turned that game on for about five minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't need to see any more of this because I know, like, this is all it's going to be." All right, yeah. let's go to the next matchup, which is oh my god, this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. This is going to be so sad to watch. It, we're looking at Tampa Bay against Atlanta. Looking at the Tampa Bay side of the ball, Atlanta is allowing the second most points to the quarterback, the eighth most points to the running back, the ninth most points to the wide receiver, and the 19th most points to the tight end. Not that it matters, but Atlanta is also allowing the third most rush yards to the quarterback. But you're not going to see Tom Brady's not going to need to run by any means ever. Um, <laughs> There's a bold prediction. Tom Brady runs for 50 yards. <laughs> no, no. My bold prediction would be that Tom Brady ran for more than 20 yards. That would be it. Um, yeah. Tom Brady, smash play. Leonard Fournette, smash play. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, smash play. Rob Gronkowski, also like good play, not great matchup, but he's in my, in my opinion, Gronk. if Gronk is healthy, he's, he's an auto start. Um, yeah. I think this could be where you have enough points from every single one of these players in the first half that you're happy. And then you get, you're, you're kind of going in the second half and noticing that they're like running Ronald Jones a bunch. And you're just like, why is Fournette, why is Fournette not in? He's already got me 25 points. Why can't he go give me another 10? Or like, why are they not throwing the ball? And Mike Evans isn't like, he's got me, he's got me 20 points. Why can't he go get me another 15? Like it's, it, Everybody's going to be satisfied by the end of the first half, if you have a Tampa player, in my opinion, that they're just going to be sour with how the second half goes when it's just probably backups. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a game that on paper looks like it's going to probably be a pretty big beatdown. Um, I think that Atlanta... It depends what team shows up, really. Uh, they looked a little better last week with Cordero in. Um, obviously, there's still a huge hole that Ridley left in their wide receiver core. And they're just not the same dynamic team without him. But I think that there's this slight possibility Atlanta might at least make this a game past halftime. But... I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think so either. And I, on honestly, I don't think it's it's not going to be Atlanta's offense's fault. I just think that their defense is so terrible that 
Yeah, yeah Tampa's going to be able to score at will, in my opinion. All right, let's look yeah. at the Atlanta side of the ball. Uh, Tampa Bay is allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback, the 31st most points to the running back, the 18th most points to the wide receiver, and the 10th most points to the tight end. Uh, I think you can actually stream Matt Ryan this week because uh, it's not just about the fact that um, it's a half-decent matchup for the quarterback, but I think there's going to be super relevant garbage time for Matt Ryan. I think they're going to be down by a lot. I think he's going to be throwing a lot, which is going to turn into a lot of fantasy points for Matt Ryan. Might not come early in the game, but you'll have it by the end of the game. Um, Cordero Patterson, he's an auto start in my opinion. Um, the only other person that I'm really looking at outside of Patterson is maybe Kyle Pitts this week. And even saying that, I might me even it's a top ten matchup for the tight end, but I'm still not confident in Kyle Pitts. I would rather try and I, I I don't think it's a high enough ceiling. Yeah, he was a top five pick, but I don't think it's a high enough ceiling. I think as far as tight ends go, you're not you're you're looking for dart throws who might pay off with touchdowns a lot of the time. Uh Pitts is at least a guy with a decent enough floor-ish that you probably have a little more confidence in him. Uh, you know, if Brian's going to be fantasy relevant because there's probably going to be a pick or two, you're probably going to need him to get three touchdowns, which means that those, like, I mean, Patterson might catch all three of them. <laughs> that is a realistic possibility the way this year has gone. But there's also the chance that it's going to go to Pitts or Gage or somebody else. So, like, I think I think Gage, I've, I don't like him as a start. I don't think he's a wide receiver one uh, and shouldn't be on any team. But we're here and he is. And... Uh, you know, Pitts is probably going to get a lot of targets. So I think Pitts is a decent start and Gage is a decent dart throw. All right. Well, uh, I don't really want to talk about Atlanta anymore. So let's move on to the next one. Um, we're looking at the Giants against Miami. Looking at the Giants side of the ball first, Miami's allowing the 11th most points to the quarterback, 25th most points to the running back, third most points to the wide receiver. 17th most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the most pass yards to the quarterback and the second most receiving yards to wide receiver. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Miami's defense has been better than their numbers suggest of late. And Glennon is a really bad option. So, I think that Evan Ingram... Even though he's not a wide receiver, he's a tight end. He does a lot of wide receiver. Uh, he lines up like a wide receiver a lot of times. I think he's got a sneaky potential at tight end this week. Uh, again, just because it's tight end. Uh, and outside of that, I'd, I'd start Saquon probably just on the fact that it's Saquon. He's still somewhat relevant, and yeah, there's not much exciting about New York. Yeah, I think this is a trap game, in my opinion. 
because it's going to be Mike Glennon. It's not going to be Daniel Jones. And even saying, even saying Daniel Jones, I know he's awful, but I think this is a game where people are going to be like, this is a great game for uh, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay. Like, it's not. It's going to be Mike Glennon. You're going to be disappointed. I would pivot regardless of the fact that how much Miami is allowing to the wide receiver because I don't think it's going to it's going to be really gross. I think Miami's going to Miami's defense is a great start this week, so yeah. Agreed. All right, well, let's look at the Miami side of the ball. The Giants are allowing 24th most points to the quarterback, 7th most points to the running back, 12th most points to the wide receiver and 20th most points to the tight end. All right. Well, I I think two is a I think two is a fine enough start this week. I know New York is is definitely not the ideal defense for a guy like him, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of downhill running from Gaskin this week. I think he's going to have a big game, and I think that's going to open up. I know they like to use Tua in the red zone a lot more than they probably should. So I think it gives a decent opening. I think Waddle is verging on becoming one of those matchup-proof kind of wide receiver ones that you can just put in with faith in every game. And I think having a guy like that increases to his value as well, even in tougher matchups. Gesicki's, he's such a tough one. he definitely hasn't had the best run of late. Uh, the targets are still there for the most part. Uh, he just hasn't been getting the receptions. I don't think this is one where I'm going to be super excited to throw him out. But if I don't have a lot of options and I'm looking at a waiver wire and someone's dropped him recently, he's not the worst one to pick up and try for. Yeah, I uh, I can't disagree with any of that. I actually do like Tua this week too. I mean, he had a tough matchup against Carolina last week, and he still he, like he still performed half decent. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, Tua is okay to start this week. Um, Gaskin, I think, is a pretty good start. Obviously, the matchup says so. Um, Waddle, yeah, I I really like Waddle too. So, all right, well let's uh, let's move on to the last matchup of the night, which is Minnesota against Detroit. Uh, Looking at the Minnesota side of the ball, Detroit is allowing the 20th most points to the quarterback, the third most points to the running back, the 20th most points to the wide receiver, and the 18th most points to the tight end. Um, You could start Kirk Cousins this week. I think he's a pretty good start. Detroit's defense is not great. Um, Alexander Madison is who I want to talk about because everybody is going to say start Alexander Madison. The matchup is great. Cook's out. I don't like Alexander Madison. Every time he's had the opportunity, when Cook has been hurt, he this is personal, okay? I know, I know, it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but every single time I like, I have spent like so much fab to get Madison before and started him when Cook's been out in a good matchup, and for some reason he disappoints. I don't understand it. There is no rhyme or reason to it. So this season, the one game Cook missed, Madison had over 25 points. I felt that way too at that time. And I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe this won't, maybe this isn't the thing, but I don't understand. And I'm, it's just, uh, between, last you know, year you, know, you got burned because he had 
he started, I think, three games last year. He he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't he wasn't great. He wasn't what you paid for if you spent fab on him. But yeah, he he wasn't great last year when he had those three games, but he was also, I think, coming back from an injury. Uh, this year when he's had his opportunities, he's looked fantastic. And the year before when he had his opportunities, he looked fantastic. I see very little reason to doubt against a terrible defense against the run in a game where Minnesota should be looking to dominate the clock and uh, try to push this one out of reach relatively early. I think Madison's a fantastic start. I have been contemplating making my bold prediction on the week, a negative bold prediction and making it Alexander Madison will be outside the top 24 or something like that. So I, I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow, but I, for, I, I don't, I don't like all of the numbers go completely against what I'm saying, but for some reason I, I, it's a gut feeling. I, I don't like Alexander Madison. He's fair he's, enough. He's my um, Stephen Ridley when uh, everybody drafted him in the top two rounds, and then he disappointed many yeah. many moons ago. Um, okay, so yeah, looking uh, looking at the Detroit side of the ball, uh, Minnesota is allowing the seventh most points to the quarterback, the ninth most points to the running back, the most points to the wide receiver, and the thirtieth most points to the tight end. Um, I, I mean, Goff can be streamed this week, in my opinion. And I think, I think like you're, you're going to have Jamal Williams, who's probably going to be a hot waiver wire pickup this week. I also think he's a good start this week. Um, when you're looking at run, uh, sorry, wide receivers, I saw that, you know what? We played together in LA connection with Josh Reynolds last week. And I think, I, I personally think he's the number one wide receiver. And if you're going after somebody as a wide receiver, in, in Detroit, I think you need to use Josh Reynolds and not Amon Ross St. Brown or Khalif Raymond. I honestly, I think there are probably two wide receivers in this game who are going to be fantasy relevant. Uh, I think it's realistic enough to expect that there will be enough um, offense through the air to support that. Whether it's Raymond St. Brown or Reynolds, I think that's pretty tough to call. I don't think Goff is the kind of guy that I put any value in his week-to-week targeting of anyone. Uh, but I think that there's definitely some sneaky flex plays in that offense this week. I'm going like for my starts of the week, I'm going all Detroit. It's going to be Jared Goff, Jamal Williams, Josh Reynolds, Hawkinson. <laughs> Gonna, gonna do them all. <laughs> well, Hawkinson's a top three tight end, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going all Detroit. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get into our buy and sell for the week. Uh, we do just have. Uh, oh, you know what? That's surprising. Zach did get his buy and sell in for this week. I wasn't ready for that. Okay, so um, why don't you why don't you take it away here so that I can take a look at Zach's buy and sell and decide what I'm thinking? Fair enough. Well, I will start it off. Uh, my 
One is that Alexander Madison is a top five running back this week. Uh, we obviously know how Liam feels on this one. Uh, Zach was also a sell on this one. That's and surprising. I didn't think I, 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 I didn't think that somebody little, would agree with me with that. Zach, uh, Zach has some random hate for players as well. Uh, I, I personally, I think that uh, this is a buy. I think Madison is by no means a top five guy every week, but I think this is absolutely the right week for it to happen for him. All right. Well, yeah, like uh, like Graham said, I'm selling, uh, and Zach is selling as well. I will. Uh, I'll go right into my buy and sell for the week, which is Taylor Heineke is a top five quarterback this week. Now I know that is a big number. I know that that is very concerning. I know a lot of people are probably being like top five, like come on. But we're looking at like we're looking at a matchup against Vegas here, where. Like, Vegas is allowing the eighth most points to the quarterback and the fifth most points to the running back. If McKissick is back, if he can play for some unknown reason, um, I still think that just puts more, like, merit to my argument that that Heineke is going to be a top-five quarterback. The guy's taking chances. He's taking shots downfield. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's like, hey, who cares? Um, and I think with the amount of points that... It, like, with the amount of points they allow to other positions... It's going to benefit his point total. And I think just with other quarterbacks being in tougher matchups, this is a, not only a great week to roll out Heineke, but I think top five is is more doable than not. So, I am a total sell on this one. Zach appears to agree with me. Uh, I I think if you were to say Tyler, Taylor Heineke is going to be a top 15 guy, absolutely. He should be a top 15. He could very easily not be a top 20. It is Heineke. Uh, but he could be a top 10. Uh, I I don't see why I would entertain the idea with some of the other choice matchups this week that he's going to manage to keep it together long enough. Uh, he's... He's shown the last few weeks he is he's just not uh, consistent. He makes poor decisions. I think if McKissick is out, I think that's another huge hit to his potential to score points. And I think it's just a, I I, I think he's a, a mediocre flex at best. All right, well, let's. I, I decided to go bold with my buy and sell, apparently. Like, I was like, bold prediction, buy and sell, become one. Um, <laughs> I was looking at it thinking, like, <laughs> Heineke is a top five is a bold prediction. It's very Asking bold. Asking us to agree that we think <laughs> on a 50-50 call this is going to happen is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, well, um, Zach's buy and sell is Jamal Williams is going to be a top five running back this week. Uh, I mean, he's buying. I'm buying. Because, I mean, like I said, I, my starts of the week are going to be all Detroit. But, I mean, the matchup against Minnesota is pretty good. No DeAndre Swift. So, I think uh, I think he's definitely capable of being a top five running back this week. I don't know. I think uh, once you factor in Madison, <laughs> you only got four more other positions. <laughs> uh our players, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I, I don't buy Jamal Williams as a top five running back. 
I think he'll be top 10, top 12. Absolutely, I would I would buy that he's a running back one to be a top five guy. Um, you know, you got guys like Eckler, Mixon's going to have a fantastic week, JT. Yeah. Like, there's just, there, there's enough guys in that top five area that you got to think unless you're getting two touchdowns at least. And I don't know that uh, that's going to happen for him. I think my top five running backs on the week are going to be uh, JT will be in there. I think Mixon will be in there. I think Eckler is going to be just outside of that. Um, and I... <laughs> Obviously, you think Jamal Williams. I think Jamal <laughs> Williams will be in there. And I also think Elijah Mitchell will be in there. Well, you heard, you heard it here. Uh Liam thinks that uh, Eckler is a worse start than Jamal Williams this week. So and Elijah Mitchell. And Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. So oh, if, yeah. trying, if you have all three of those and you're trying to decide, you should probably leave Eckler on your bench. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Well, uh, that pretty much wraps it up for tonight. <laughs> what a way to finish, eh? Just like, yeah. you know what? Start Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams ahead of, like, we're talking Saquon, Barkley, Kamara, um, Najee, like, a- anybody, like, except for JT, <laughs> except for Mixon. That's it. Everybody else, let's start him ahead of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm going to try and get through all of this without bursting into laughter. Um, you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will be back with another show tomorrow. If you have any questions, don't forget you can always email us at popbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com. All right. Good night. Cheers. <laughs>